principle of life is omnipresence, omnipotence, and omniscience of God, and the oneness of each individual with God. Truth abides in fullness at the very core of each one's being. Words of the co-founder of Unity. My shortened version. One presence, one power, no outside of God, regardless, and that this is the bottom line answer for any question, any thing that we might be dealing with in life. One of Charles Fillmore's favorite scripture, apparently, was Christ in you, your hope of glory. And that's really what, it, you know, education, Mrs. Fillmore was uh, an educator before she uh, became uh, the teacher in, in unity that she was and is. But she knew, and of course then Charles knew this as well, that um, education really is about bringing forth from within us what is there, not stuffing in from outside from someone else. So Christ in you, your hope of glory. Christ in you, your answer, your connection with God in the infinite sense, the larger sense. So what this means is um, we often call ourselves unity students or truth students, and what it means is to understand the principle of oneness within us and then to express from that, live from that. So second point, the ultimate goal of unity's teachings is to help each one know their oneness with God. Emily Cady, who was commissioned by the Fillmores to write the first textbook for Unity, uh, and the book is Lessons in Truth, by the way, basically said that all of our challenges in life can really be traced down to our belief in being separate from God. That's all of our problems. Go back to that. In other words, when we believe we are separated from our source, called by whatever name you will, God, then we believe we are separated from our good. We believe we are separated from health, well-being, prosperity, and so on. We think and speak and act as if this is so. Just like people must have thought and acted when they believed the world was flat. And they were limited by that belief. We're limited by that belief that we are separated from God. We are separate from God. Actually, we never can be um, separated from God because the reality is oneness and wholeness. But it's sort of like the parable of the prodigal son that Jesus gave. And that is that you know, we can feel as if we're far from home. We can feel as if our good is somewhere else. And yet, when we awaken, we can return. We can be welcomed back. Nothing's held against us. I think perhaps that's one of the reasons uh, that Jesus had in telling this parable. So often there's a question that we have in life about just about anything that comes up. What's in it for me? when we hear about something. What's in it for me? Well, what's in it for us 
in what we're talking about here now is that when we remember that we are one with God, always have been, that nothing we've ever done could mess that up, we always have been one with God, then we know, when we know that, we know that everything we need has already been provided. And it's been provided in the form of divine ideas. Not things, but divine ideas. So when we seek the kingdom, as Jesus indicated, we have our answers. Because it's in the kingdom, it's in the realm of divine ideas that we connect with our answers. And then we express that in the way that we feel is best for us. So third point. Unity does not suggest answers, but it will tell you again and again that the final answer must come from within yourself. Why would unity teach that? Why would unity teach that the answer comes from within the individual? Because it's the truth. That's why. Jesus said the kingdom is within you, not low here, low there. It's not true because Jesus said it, Jesus said it because it's true. We teach it. It's not true because we teach it. We teach it because it is true. The kingdom is within us. We are connected with divine mind. We are connected with infinite wisdom. And we're one with the source of all answers. So what's in it for us is the answers that we seek, the wisdom that we seek, the direction we seek for joy and peace and uh, fulfillment in our life. The Revealing Word, which is Unity's book of metaphysical definitions, defines divine mind in this way. When we use the term mind, we mean God. We cannot describe God with the human language, so we cannot describe mind. We can only say, I am mind. I know. God is mind. God knows. So there's this knowingness that is within us. What's in it for us is when we realize we have that knowingness within, we are never left uh, without answers, without direction, without the perfect way to go in our own experience. Fourth point, there is but one mind, and that mind cannot be separated or divided because, like the principle of mathematics, it is indivisible. Said another way, there is this everywhere present activity that we call life that sustains every atom. And it is this everywhere presence that in this everywhere presence exists all divine ideas. All of them. Everyone we can think of and, and millions more, of course. But if we consider from even the smallest particle to the tiniest seed, and then consider, and how this applies to our own selves, God ideas, the perfect idea, God ideas are flowing, and the perfect ideas are already within every seed, every atom, us, every being, ready, it's a pattern of perfection, ready to be expressed. Everything knows what it is to be. The perfection is already within it. That applies to you. That applies to me. The perfection is already within us. Perhaps that's why Mr. Fillmore 
particularly like that scripture. Christ in you, you see. The perfection in you, already there. That which creates also sustains and maintains all creation. I've been using this idea for quite a while, and it's, it's, it's beautiful to understand this, that nothing is left with, it's, nothing is just created and left on its own. A very part of it is that sustaining idea of what it is. And so in a very real sense, we know all we need to know. We know everything there is to know. We have the answers to all the questions, even the questions we haven't even thought up yet. We have the answers right now. And divine mind knows. Divine mind in us knows. And divine mind in us shows as we're receptive to it. So it's in, there's a song. Did you sing this or use this song? It's in every one of us to be wise. You've heard that song, right? It's in every one of us to be wise. We can know everything without ever knowing how. It's in every one of us now. Something like that. Look that song up, will you? Next week she's going to do it. Good. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. But we won't sense this inner wisdom unless we make it a practice in life to stay tuned into it. I was trying to find this little story that uh, one of our teachers told, and Larry didn't really remember it, but because this was my first Lessons in Truth teacher, I remember her telling the story about the two little boys who were, I don't know if they were on a roof or in a tree, whatever, they fell, the branch broke, whatever, and they fell. And one of them got caught on a branch, and the other one fell on down. And um, the one asked the other one, why didn't you fall? And he said, because I was prayed up. And the other one said, I didn't hear you pray. And he said, I was prayed up. In other words, it, this is something we all want to practice, because all prayer is cumulative. Do you understand that? It's not something we just do once, and it's for that particular situation that we're concerned about. It's a consciousness of prayer, a consciousness of being prayed up, tuned into divine mind, and then answers flow without us particularly needing to focus on a particular answer. So anyway, um, so I'm going to uh, bring this kind of close pretty quickly here, but for some reason I felt especially guided to speak on uh, the piece here about inner wisdom and guidance, and it's possible that there's someone either here or someone who hear this uh, as they're listening to a tape later um, that's facing a decision of some sort and perhaps could use a reminder such as this. And even if you aren't facing a decision that's critical right now, uh, it's a good reminder anyway because it's good to keep in the consciousness of the flow of divine mind. So. It's not unusual for people who feel a need for guidance, uh, they're seeking direction, uh, something particular in their life, to have their first thought be, I want to find someone who will tell me what to do. 
someone who will tell me what is the right thing in this situation. Give me the answer. And what I want us to realize is that everyone else speaks out of their experience. It's not our experience. They're, they're speaking from their experience. That's not bad. It's just that's all they can do is speak from their knowledge, their experience, their perception, sometimes their bias even. And no matter how practiced another is in receiving guidance for themselves, it's still theirs. It's not ours. Um, they cannot speak to what is for our highest good because they don't know it. Only you, only that innate mind in you knows what is for your highest good. So what they may give to us really says more about them than it does about us. It relates more to them than us. So what we want, each of us, what we deeply desire is what comes from our higher self, from divine mind in us, the spirit of truth in us that is our very living bread and living water. The manna for today, using terms from scripture. That's what we seek. That's what we desire. But when there are moments and we have no clear sense of guidance, we still want to do what is right. We still want to not make mistakes, whatever that means. We still want to not take wrong directions or detours or whatever. But we are tempted to think that there's a shortcut. Friends, there is no shortcut. The shortest way is you're contacting divine mind in you. Actually, Getting somebody else's opinion is not a shortcut. It just feels like it is sometimes. We are equally connected with infinite mind. The answers are flowing. So if there's anyone now that's feeling unclear about something, do yourself a favor and stop saying, I don't know what to do. Stop it. Stop that right now. Stop saying, I don't know which way to turn. I don't know what's the best choice here. Stop saying that. And instead, shift the focus and your words and your thoughts to shift from not knowing to knowing. And begin to do some self-talk. Remind yourself of who you are as one with God. I always know what to do. Isn't that the truth? If you are one with God, I always know what to do. I always have clarity. I am one with the all-knowing mind of God. God knows. God shows. I have the clear, unclouded mind of the Christ in me. I see, I know, I understand. Thoughts like that. And 
even if you weren't facing a decision, these are some good thoughts to hold because you'll be prayed up when you keep those kind of thoughts. Okay, so let's move to point number five. Quickly moving along. Unity says, since we are one with God and God is everywhere evenly present, there is no place to go for our answers. Go first to God and then to man as God directs. There's no place to go. Whatever it is we seek, there's no place to go for it except going within. That's it. That's the shortcut, going within. There's no other place to find our answers. There's no other place to find our security, our peace of mind, whatever. There's no going to someone. It's going within. Begin from the standpoint that you already have the answer. When you begin from that standpoint, you're going to find that it's a, you don't waste energy. Your own teacher within, the Holy Spirit within you, is there always to teach, uplift, and so on. I have longed for quite a while to give a whole talk on this subject. You don't need a guru. I was going to give 30 minutes of telling you that. You don't need a guru. You don't need to sit at somebody else's feet. You don't need to kiss somebody else's shoes. You don't need to go somewhere to someone who says or others say of them that you can receive a blessing from them. The blessing comes from within us. The guru is looking at you in the mirror. Your teacher is looking back at you in the mirror, you see. The Spirit of God is within us. The Spirit of Truth is within us. The Holy Spirit is within us. And it's the activity of God moving in and through and as us that appears as our answers, if we would realize it. Um, another point here. Unity is, let's see if this is true. Unity is one of the most difficult spiritual principles because there is nowhere to go, no one to blame, nothing to hide behind. Oh, somebody misspelled hide. Hid behind. That, <laughs> that would be me. Our life experience is a result of our keeping the law that God can do no more for us than God can do through us. Say that one again. God can do no more for us than God can do through us with the responsibility being on us. You know, sometimes it feels like it's more difficult to accept responsibility for the choices we make and so on. But you know what? It isn't more difficult. It's really more freeing. It is much easier. It's a much easier way to live than to take the thought that we are puppets of luck and chance and fate and so on. Last quick point here. The teachings of unity challenge us to come up higher, to press on to the goal of realizing our own divine perfection. Christ in you, 
your hope of glory. The divinity within you, your answers, your fulfillment, not in somebody else, not in somewhere else, in you. And it's about bringing it forth. So I love unity. I love the unity teachings. For me, it helps me understand my